0: Hello, this is Siddharth from Newslaundry.com, bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Sunday, the 11th of July. India reported 41,506 new coronavirus cases in the last 24 hours, taking the total number of infections to over 3.08 crore. There were 895 new fatalities yesterday, taking the death toll to 4,08,040. Kerala and Maharashtra continue to report the most daily cases and deaths. Kerala reported 14,087 new cases yesterday, while Maharashtra reported 501 deaths. Do remember, listener, that all these figures are widely believed to be undercounts. Furthermore, the Indian Express reported this morning that the spreading ability of the virus is enhancing yet again. This implies that the total number of people that a single person ill with the virus can infect is increasing. This has been uncovered by a study led by Sitabra Sinha at the Institute of Mathematical Sciences in Chennai. The study has uncovered that a set of 100 infected people are now passing the virus to another set of 88 people. Before July 7th, 100 patients were only passing the virus to 78 other people. It has been flagged that this trend is likely to increase. On the vaccination front, India administered 37.23 lakh vaccines yesterday. India has administered 37.6 crore vaccines in total. However, only 5.2% of India's population remains fully vaccinated against the virus. This number has been sourced from data and statistics organization Our World in Data. In light of the influx of tourists to India's hill states, the central government has alerted eight tourist states to maintain vigil over the enforcement of COVID norms. In a meeting headed by Union Home Secretary A.K. Bhalla and Union Health Secretary Rajesh Bhushan, Officials from Goa, Himachal Pradesh, Uttarakhand, Kerala, Maharashtra, Rajasthan, Tamil Nadu and West Bengal were told to monitor their respective popular tourist destinations and follow up with contact tracing. Simultaneously, Uttarakhand's new Chief Minister Pushkar Singh Dhami made his first visit to Delhi for a meeting with Prime Minister Modi and Home Minister Amit Shah. According to the Times of India, sources have confirmed that the discussion included decisions about the incoming Chardham and Kanwar Yatras. Dhami has issued a statement saying i quote it is a matter of the faith of millions however people's lives should not be threatened saving lives is our first priority god would not like it if people lost their lives to covid due to the yatra End quote. however he has also said that the decision will ultimately be taken after discussion with neighbouring states uttar pradesh chief minister yogi adityanath has already given his assent for the yatras now for some international covid updates Indonesia, the world's fourth most populous country, is in the grips of a COVID-induced oxygen crisis, though the official data is supposed to be underreported, Indonesia has so far recorded twenty four lakh 55 thousand nine hundred and twelve cases and over 64 thousand deaths. The country has reached out to China, Singapore, and Australia for aid during the oxygen shortage. One thousand oxygen cylinders, concentrators, ventilators, and other health devices have already arrived from Singapore along with 1,000 ventilators provided by Australia. The UK has recorded its highest number of cases since 22nd January, as experts warn the situation is about to get worse. England is reporting about 410 cases per million people. This is one of the highest cases in the world per capita. While the British Prime Minister Boris Johnson has deemed July 19th as Freedom Day to mark the beginning of COVID norm relaxations, experts such as Helen Stokes of the Academy of Medical Royal Colleges has said there is a misapprehension about the date. She said, and I quote, We all want to make sure that the public is fully aware that this pandemic is far from over and that when the 19th comes, what we need is a responsible approach and a very cautious approach to relaxing restrictions. End quote. Covishield, the AstraZeneca vaccine produced by the Serium Institute of India, is now accepted by 15 European countries, the latest being Belgium. This will hopefully allow Indians to avail the EU's Digital Covid Certificate or Green Pass. The pass is needed for free movement across the EU during the Covid-19 pandemic. Other countries that recognize Covid shield are Switzerland, Iceland, Austria, Bulgaria, Finland, Germany, Greece, Hungary, Ireland, Latvia, Netherlands, Slovenia, Spain and Sweden. The BJP has claimed victory in 635 out of 825 Pramukh posts in the Uttar Pradesh rural polls. 349 of these posts were filled by uncontested candidates, of which 334 belong to the BJP. However, these numbers are consistent with the reports of widespread violence to prevent candidates from contesting the election. The Samajwadi Party has accused Adityanath's government of misusing state machinery to forcefully capture the posts in the election held yesterday. The poll elects heads of block development councils, or BDCs, the second tier of the Panchayati Raj system, whose members were elected during the statewide rural poll in April. BDC members alone vote in the Pramuk election. Voting and nomination for the poll were marred by fighting and even gunshots in some districts including Etawa, where a superintendent of police was allegedly slapped while trying to prevent a crowd of BJP supporters from breaching the barricade near a polling booth. He alleged, that BJP supporters attacked the police with lathis and even brought bombs. In Unnau, a TV journalist Krishna Tiwari said he was slapped, manhandled and shoved around by a chief development officer while he covered the voting. He alleged he was beaten up by an IS officer, Divyanshu Patel, and supporters of the governing party even as his camera was on. The entire incident was captured on video and widely shared on social media. There were reports of a range of attempted and successful kidnappings of BDC members. In a statement, the Samajwadi Party has called the episode the murder of democracy and plans to stage a protest. Congress spokesperson Supriya Srinath also issued a statement saying, I quote, Kidnappings, threats, blackmail, violence, attacks on women, goons running amok with guns and bombs. If the BJP can go to this extent in local polls, imagine what they would do in the Assembly elections. Listeners, when it comes to events of national importance, it becomes imperative to ensure that the media is non-incentivized and clean in its reporting. A major hindrance to this basic journalistic requirement is ad funding. In a report titled, Did the Modi government give parliament dubious data on media ads, news laundry reporter Ayush Tiwari compared data presented in parliament about media houses and the money they received for ads with information acquired via the RTI Act he found that the data sets did not match. To read the full report, please log on to www.newslaundry.com. In addition to this report, you may also follow our series titled, Who Owns Your Media? to remain wise and informed about the ownership patterns of India's mainstream media organizations. According to a draft of the proposed Uttar Pradesh Population Control, Stabilization, and Welfare Bill, the violation of Uttar Pradesh's two-child policy will debar anyone from contesting local body elections, from getting promotions in government jobs, and even receiving any kind of government subsidy. The bill also lists incentives for public servants who will adopt the norm. These include two additional increments during the entire service, maternity or paternity leave for 12 months with full salary and allowances, and 3% increase in the employer's contribution fund under National Pension Scheme. The bill also proposes that maternity units be established at all primary health centers. These centers and NGOs will distribute contraceptive pills and condoms, spread awareness about family planning methods through community health workers, and ensure mandatory registration of pregnancies, deliveries, births, and deaths across the state. In addition to these stipulations, the bill also suggests that governments introduce a compulsory subject relating to population control in all secondary schools. According to the Press Trust of India, the draft reads, I quote, In Uttar Pradesh, there are limited ecological and economic resources at hand. It is necessary and urgent that the provision of basic necessities of human life, including affordable food, safe drinking water, decent housing, access to quality education, economic and livelihood opportunities, power and electricity for domestic consumption, and a secure living is accessible to all citizens. End quote. As reported by the Press Trust of India, suggestions have been invited from the public to improve the draft bill. July 19th is the last date for submissions. As Delhi, Madhya Pradesh and Punjab continue to wait on the precipice of monsoon, the Meteorological Department issued an orange alert for heavy rain in five northern districts in Kerala. These districts include Malapuram, Kozikode, Wayanad, Kandur and Kasragod. The likelihood is of isolated heavy to very heavy rainfall. Strengthening southwesterly winds from the Arabian Sea and the formation of a low-pressure area in the Bay of Bengal today are expected to contribute to the southwest monsoon, which has been weak over Kerala until recently. As reported in the Hindu, fishermen have been advised not to venture out to sea till July 14th due to the possibility of strong winds from the Kerala and Karnataka coasts and the Lakshadweep region. And now for some international news. As fighting continued between the Afghan security forces and the Taliban, India evacuated its personnel from the Consulate General in Kandahar as a temporary measure, the Ministry of External Affairs has said. As reported in The Hindu, Taliban fighters attacked a jail in Kandahar on Friday, which holds a large number of Taliban veterans. In other news, G20 finance ministers have agreed to levy a minimum 15% tax on multinational corporations to put an end to tax havens. A uniform tax rate has been backed by 132 countries and territories who seek to eliminate the competitive practice of offering the lowest tax rate. The details for the negotiation are likely to be finalized during the next G20 meet in October 2021. That's all the news we have for you today. Stay safe and hold on during these distressing times. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes, and any other podcast platform.